Have you ever found yourself wondering about the role that Canadians played in old-time radio? Well, wonder no more. During the next 60 minutes, we'll delve into the careers of actors, writers, and directors who went abroad to find work, as well as those who stayed right here in Canada. Join me as together we explore Canadians in old-time radio. I'm Devin Wilkins, and I'm delighted that you're able to join me for another edition of Canadians and Old Time Radio. We have lots to do this hour, so let's get right to it with a quiz show this time from our Made in Canada file from 1951. It's Take a Chance. Because chiclets give you 12 pieces in every package. The chiclets package is so convenient, too, as it deals out your chiclets one at a time. And every flavorful chiclet is covered with layers of sparkling candy coating that seals in and intensifies the flavor. Chiclets is the big value candy coated chewing gum, no matter how you look at it. Four times flavored Adam's chiclet candy coated gum. Canada pulls up a chair as we dish out facts, fun, and a fortune in fabulous prizes. And, Doc, I thought you were going to say chiclets were all covered with sweet violets. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. Uh, who's supposed to take a chance tonight, Rap? Well, boy, we'd like to meet Miss Constance Neville. Neville it is, is it? Yes. And uh, she's picked a letter from the Coast to Coast Adams mailbox containing a chiclets window panel from Kathy Holbrook, 3663 West 3rd Avenue, Vancouver, 8 British Columbia. First of all, will you accept this 20 packages of Adam's peppermint chiclets and the yellow packet? I know you'll love them, will you? Put them right down there, and come on, bend over here, and let's get to work. Uh, what, do you, what do they call you? Connie, I suppose. Do they all the time for Constance? Is that right? Connie, usually. Connie, usually. I say, are you English? Yes, I am. We had an English invasion on here last week. We haven't started again. Oh, I hope you don't mind on here. We love it. We just love to have the English people, don't we? Oh, I should say who it is. Thank you. <laughs> Are you married, Connie? No. You mean you're not a war bride? No. This is something different. What do you do? I'm a baby nurse. A baby nurse, huh? Dix is looking for one of those things. <laughs> what, what, what is a baby nurse? Will you tell me? Well, it's care of children not to five. Not to five? <laughs> yes. Did you say not? Yes. How, no. can a, how can a child be not? It has to be something. It has to be huh? naughty. Huh? Well... Pretty soon after, anyway. Pretty soon after, <laughs> I see. Well, then, when they get to be five, what do you do, drop them? Not quite. <laughs> we uh, usually dump them something. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, are you a full-fledged nurse, a graduate nurse? Yes, I am. 
Yes. But simply for babies. I mean, couldn't you nurse me if there's anything wrong with me? Eh? Huh? There's lots of wrong with I'm quite a baby, Connie, believe me. And there's, there's quite a baby over there, too, man. Boy, where's it? Come on over there and see what he's got for you. Come on over here, Connie. The ordeal is about to start. This business of nursing a baby from naught to five is really something. You sure start looking after them when they're small. What are you doing, uh, what are you doing after the show, Connie? I'm well occupied, thank you. Oh. I thought, no, no, I thought you'd come over to my house and start looking after my baby. Six weeks, three months, and two teeth. Here's your first question. Constance is the sun, that is our sun, S-U-N. The largest star, the smallest star, or are there stars both larger and smaller? I didn't think the sun was a star. It sure is. Well, not all the stars are in Hollywood. The sun is a star. Now, is it the largest, the smallest, or are there others both larger and smaller? There are others, though. Are both larger? Larger and smaller. And smaller. You're absolutely right. That's a good guess. You are, good Second question, Connie. We all know about Barbara Ann Scott. You heard about her, haven't you? Yes. Barbara Ann Scott and her flashing blades. But tell me, is a skate, a skate, also a land animal, a fish, or a bird? Which of a those fish. fish? A fish is right. She looked right at me and got the answer. One more answer will take you to the curtain, and it's take a chance for either you or Kathy Holbrook way out there, West 3rd Avenue, that must be near Point Grey in Vancouver, B.C. What is the minimum number of people who can form a corporation? And I don't mean the kind that Rapkin has. That takes one person, you know, a legal corporation. Two, three, or five people? Well, above two. Oh, I know that would do. <laughs> two, three, or five? Three. Three is absolutely right. Go and take a chance. There you go. There she goes to the curtain, that little tousled gal. Which way are you going to have, Connie? What do you know? Connie, listen to what you've won. A magnificent William A. Rogers silver tea and coffee service. A lovely, heavily silver-plated William A. Rogers tea and coffee service. Cream container, sugar bowl, graceful teapot, and coffee pot, complete with a magnificently embossed 25-inch silver serving tray. Beautifully designed in the famous, exclusive Gainsborough pattern. Congratulations to you from Aaron's Checklist. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's bad news tonight way out in Vancouver, B.C. I'm sorry, Kathy Holbrook. You have won yourself not a pair of rubber gloves, but one rubber glove. You'll have to wear it alternately. But there's a crisp $5 bill going out to you as a consolation prize from Adam's Dentine. Better luck next time. Uh, my next Roy, well, I've got here Archie Money, I guess it is, eh? That's right. All right, Archie. And Archie's got a letter that he picked from the Coast to Coast Adams mailbox with a dentine label from Fred Hurlbert, 304 13th Street West, Owen Sound, Ontario. Yeah? And Archie, before we get started, will you take these? Here's your here. Dentine 20 tangy packages of them. Thank huh? you. Uh, Archie Money, eh? Yes, sir. It was nearly money, wasn't it? Pretty close. Uh, what do you uh, do for a living? How do, do you make your money? Oh, <coughs> I'm employed with the civil service. What the branch of the civil uh, service? The income tax branch. The uncivil branch. Oh, that popular guy, the income tax man. What What do you do in the income uh, tax? We uh, look after the employer's T4 returns, reporting the uh, wages paid to the employees. You're the, the guy government. that gets the one half of that slip the employer the employer sends in, and I get the other half. That's right. Stop I the see. music. Now, wait. 
Archie, listen. Listen to me. We're going to talk Mooney, Mr. Mooney. Now then, supposing you lost all my T-forms down there, and I lost all my T-4 forms at home, and we sort of told you which side the curtain was, uh, could we get together on it? No, sir. You wouldn't work, No, huh? wouldn't work. Then I won't tell you which side the curtain is. Can't help that. I won't tell you. Well, I don't think you'd tell me anyway. <laughs> You're darn right I wouldn't tell you. Well, go on over there, and you are on your own with Roy now. <laughs> I don't know what Rap's talking about losing all his teeth forms for. He lost his teeth long ago. Here's your first question. Uh, is propeller wash a cleaning solution used by airplane mechanics, a nickname for aviation gasoline, or the air current created by a propeller? A propeller created by a propeller. The, the air current? The air that current. is absolutely right. right. Yes, sir. You didn't blow that one. The second question to you. What is usually the weight of a standard bale of cotton? A hundred pounds, two hundred pounds, or five hundred pounds? The weight of a standard uh, bale of cotton. Take a guess. Is it two hundred pounds? That's a wrong guess. Sorry. Five hundred pounds. Don't they teach you anything down there? They teach us something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they teach us one thing. Yeah, give I, it <laughs> I wouldn't give this guy a prize if it was that. No, let's not give him anything, boy. Let's take him outside. <laughs> take your glasses off. <laughs> Third question, Archie. Most things keep on contracting as they get colder like income. Does water do this? Which one of these does water do? Does it do the opposite? Uh, I, I, let, but let me put it this way. Does water contract as it gets colder? Does it expand as it gets colder? I don't know who typed this question for me. Or does it contract down to a certain point and then start to expand again? It expands. It All the way. to a certain point and then extends to expand. It gets smaller it gets, first. Well, it turns to ice and then expands. What is it? To melt again. So, in other words, you don't believe in the law of diminishing returns. <laughs> no. <laughs> How did we get onto that? Anyway, you are right. That's one. One more who'll get you to the curtain, Archie. I hope you get it right. In what year did King John sign the Magna Carta? 1215, 1314, or 1416? 14. Uh, wait a minute. What was the first not. one? 1215, 1314, or 1416? 1416? No, 1215. <laughs> one more. Maybe we can get this guy down. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> this is it. This is it. In what country, in which of these three countries, is bullfighting, bullfighting, <laughs> not a national sport? Spain, Belgium, or Mexico? Belgium. You're right. Go with the right. Hey. These income tax guys will get it every time. Archie, two prizes. A streamlined new Underwood Finger Flight Portable Typewriter. Smart, colorful, and far easier to use with every control right before your eyes, right on the keyboard. It even has that new Underwood Finger Form key or keys, C-set margins, and big machine tabulating. The Underwood people are awful proud of this Finger Flight Portable, and you will be too. And with it, listen... This is for traveling, and the further you go away, the better it is with me. <laughs> a magnificent matching set of TCA-approved Dominion luggage. This set is in scuff-proof rough hide. It features airplane construction stronger than steel. Has saddle stitch, top grain leather binding, steel cord solid leather handles, fine linings, and solid gleaming non-tarnished locks and hardware. Genuine Dominion luggage. Congratulations from Adam Dempsey. Oh, and the other side, Doc. <laughs> oh, the little 
listeners aren't doing so well so far. Their turn will come, though. Fred Hurlbert, in Owen Sound, you have won yourself a dustpan. But here's a $5 bill from Adam's Chicklets to cheer you up a bit. Good luck next time. Get your favorite Adam's gum. And if you want a chewing gum that helps your smile as well as tasting mighty wonderful, you'll say dentine, please, at your local candy counter. Because dentine actually stimulates nature's own antacid bath that helps wash away food particles from the teeth, mouth, and gums. That extra keen, lasting dentine flavor helps to make your breath and mouth feel fresh and clean. And the flavor lasts and lasts and lasts. You'll like dentine chewing gum in every way. So delicious, dentine gum is good, that's true. But with its lasting flavor, does the smile go with it too? Sure, chew some dentine gum each day. Helps keep teeth white, breath okay. She's Mrs. Maureen Samuels Roy, and she's picked from the Coast to Coast Adams mailbox and Adams mint wrapper from B.M. Stewart, 244 21st Avenue Northwest, Calgary, Alberta. Traveling tonight. And uh, here is your Adams mint gum, 20 fragrant packages of it. Maureen, that is Irish, no doubt, isn't it? Yes, that is Irish. Sure, you come from Ireland at all, at all, do you? Yes, I do. But at all, at all isn't Irish. At all, at all isn't Irish. Uh, no. What? What is Irish? I mean, what are some of the Irish sayings? I always thought that was Irish. Well, for instance, Helen Pogue. A little bit that... back from that mic. You're really crawling right in there. The Irish want to get right through. What do you to say, dear? Helen Pogue. What does that mean? That means give me a kiss. <laughs> oh, that was very nice. Thank you, Maureen. Is your husband here? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know that. Is he a big guy? Yes. Holy Mac. Well, I'm right over to fix it. I'm very, very sorry this happened. Sorry, Mr. Samuels. I won't do it again. Oh, we got a giggler this time. Oh, I love these gigglers. Uh-huh. First question. First question, Maureen, is in... in no, you got me not kidding. In which ocean is the island of Samoa? Is it in the Atlantic, the Pacific, or the Indian Ocean? Samoa. Is it in the Atlantic, the Pacific, or the Indian Ocean? The, the Pacific. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's have some more. Is Chianti, an Italian wine, a famous opera singer, or the town where they executed Mussolini? Chianti. An Italian, an Italian wine. Did you know or did you guess? Um... I, I kind of knew. Tell me, Maureen, and Mr. Stewart out there in Calgary is hoping for you to get this one right. What month of the year was named after the Roman god of war? August, January, or March? March. Named after Mars? Go and take it. Shame, Maureen, you change your mind at the last second there. But you won yourself a box of toothpicks, and there's a $5 bill to console you from Adam's Chicklets. And let's have the other side of that curtain, Doc. Ooh. Out there in Calgary, B.M. Stewart, 244 21st Avenue Northwest, 
you have won a lovely safari diamond ring. A perfect blue-white diamond in an original safari hand-carved setting. A lovely solitaire, a guaranteed safari diamond ring. Symbol of perfection. Congratulations to you from Adams Dentine. Fred Rayfield, uh, would you have these 20 packages of wonderful spearmint checklets? I know you're going to love them. And uh, Fred, incidentally, Roy picked from the Coast to Coast Adams mailbox a dentine uh, wrapper from Mrs. Beatrice Bailey, 135A Forest Road in St. John's, Newfoundland. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fred, uh, uh, what do you do? What do you do for a living? I'm a good, old-fashioned Canadian beekeeper. Plenty of honey, yes. You keep bees, I eh? certainly do, and they keep me. They, isn't that nice? Uh, now tell me something. I'm scared to death of a bee. When a bee gets in a car, I stop my car and get out of the car and let him have it. He can drive if he wants to. I won't. But uh, do you ever get stung? Oh, frequently, yes. How many times do you get stung? I think I've been stung uh, 15 times in each arm in a day. You have? You got any stings down, Sean? Oh, yes. Those look like hives to me. Oh. <laughs> well, they're just about hives. They just just <laughs> about hives. It's all the same. But they're real bee stings, are they? They're real bee stings. Fifteen times in a day. Yes. And uh, don't you get frightened? Not at all. How many times can you get stung? I mean, before you really have to worry about it. Oh, I think I could stand fifty quite easily. Yeah. And how, where's your honey tonight, by the way? My honey is home selling honey. I hope. <laughs> 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 Mr. Fred Rayfield, I will give you $15,000 if you can name for me the, the one I have in mind, the theme song of the beat. It's got to be the right one. Boy, am I taking chances with the sponsor's <laughs> money. <laughs> you don't know? That's too bad. Sorry. <laughs> it goes like this. Come on to my house and I will give you every sting. <laughs> If, if I'd known you were coming, I'd have baked a cake. <laughs> Let's go, honey. <clears throat> Fred, first question. Which is the ancient name for Switzerland? Caledonia, Helvetia, or Lusitania? Helvetia. Helvetia is correct. Let's make it a fast reason. Is an extremely successful and widely bought book called a bestseller, a top-notcher, or a spellbinder? A uh, bestseller. That's an easy one. All right. Two right. Now... What do golfers yell as a warning to people that they might hit with a ball? Do they yell four? Do they yell five? Or do they yell heads up? Four! Go and take them ten! Go ahead, Roy. Too bad. <laughs> Fred, he got stung. You've won yourself a pair of knitting needles, but there's a $5 bill from Adam's Dentine, and that should make you feel a lot better about the whole thing, and it'll pay for a lot of bees. Let's see that other side for Mrs. Beatrice Bailey. Oh! Two wonderful prizes to Mrs. Beatrice Bailey, 135A Forest Road in good old St. John's, Newfoundland. Listen to what you've won. The magnificent new Strato model Electrohome mantle radio with a beautiful Dealcraft walnut cabinet. It has the antenna built in, of course, with really wonderful station selectivity, and like all Electrohome radios, perfectly lifelike tone. Also, a whole library of those famous full-frequency range London recordings, album after album of renditions by the world's leading artists 
and orchestras. Congratulations on those two wonderful prizes from Ellen Sickles. For everyone. Get your favorite Adam's gum. And if you're in the market for delightful mint flavor, we bet we know which chewing gum that is. Adam's mint chewing gum, of course. Because Adam's mint chewing gum tastes just like peppermint stick candy. A hundred luscious mint leaves flavor each and every pack of Adam's mint chewing gum. Make it zesty and long-lasting. For a mint delight in a chewing gum, Get that patty green package with the bright candy cane letters. Adam's Mint Chewing Gum. Adam's Mint Gum so fresh and dandy. Tastes like peppermint stick candy. Keep this quick refreshment handy. Buy some Adam's Mint. Yes, sir. On Canada's clapping, applauding Adam's Mint Chewing Gum. Back to take a chance with a contestant waiting. Who is she? Uh, This is James Morris and Roy, and she's picked from the Coast to Coast Adam's Mailbox. A chicklet window panel from C. Radcliffe, 1319 West 41st Avenue, Vancouver, 13, British Columbia. We're back out there again. Vancouver, 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 your daughter made you a grandmother. Uh-huh. Well, of course, that's natural, isn't it? <laughs> a week ago today, huh? Yes, she's 19 years old. She's 19 years old and she was born a week ago. No. Hey? No, my grandmother. Oh, your daughter's 19 and the baby's seven days old, huh? Well, that's something to be proud of. Is this the first time you've been a grandmother? Yes, sir. Did you find the strain terrific? Well, I was worse than the father himself. The first dozen... <laughs> the first dozen times it happened to me, I could hardly... I'm used to it now. Yeah. Yes, and... <laughs> well, I was worse than the father of the baby. You were worse than the father of the baby. Were you crawling up and down outside the corridor in the I, hospital? I was smoking more cigarettes than he was. You were, <laughs> hey? Well, go on over there and see Roy Ward Dixon. He's going to send you crawling to the curtain in a moment. Well... Let's wish good luck to our new grandmother. Here is your first question, Mrs. James Morrison. What's your first name? Hazelnut. Hazel. Hazelnut? Hazel. <laughs> okay, Hazel, tell but me. The doctor says he doesn't know why the mother named me Hazel. Because I'm a nut. <laughs> All right, you should be a comedian. We had squirrels in the yard, and I'm afraid to go up in the yard because they'll chase me. You, you go ahead and do the talking. I don't want to do any talking. <laughs> First question, Mrs. Morrison. Who was the father of Abel in the Bible? Was that Moses, was it Adam, or was it Cain? Was it Moses, was it Adam, or was it Cain? Adam. Adam raised Cain, and he also raised Abel. All right. Second one. If Italy were a boot, were a boot, a shape like a boot, you know, what football would it appear to be kicking? The island of Sardinia, the island of Sicily, or the island of Malta? Sicily. Sicily is right, yes. one, though. Now, one more. You've got three left, but one will do it. A male seal is called a bull. Are baby seals called sealings, calves, or pups? Pups. Go in. Take a chance. Oh, Won a pair of earmuffs. <laughs> but we've a five dollar bill for you as a consolation prize from Adam's Mint Gum. Now the other curtain. Oh. Back. Mr. Mrs. or Miss C. Radcliffe, 1319 West 41st Avenue, Vancouver, B.C. You've won two wonderful prizes. 
A beautiful new Royal Electric vacuum cleaner, a lightweight beauty with powerful suction. The Royal that has the new adjustable handle and lights up for dark corners. Complete with all attachments. The Royal Electric vacuum cleaner, it's scientifically designed to do a perfect, fast cleaning job in every nook and corner in your home. And listen, with it, a really handsome Royal Crown Twilight Floor Lamp in modern design by Crown Electric in Brantford, Ontario. It's sturdy and it's ultra-smart in gleaming chromium with the famous Royal Crown tag right on it. Congratulations from Adam's Den Team. Good luck. Good Thank you. And that, that, folks, brings us to the biggest prize of all. Yeah, you've been waiting for this. The giant must be won, Adam Jackpot. In one week, already worth $1,150. Listen to what's in A magnificent Crosley Shelvador refrigerator. The one with the shelves right in the door, giving twice as much food within reach. The wonderful new Royal Electric Rotary Floor Polisher. A streamlined, easy washer with a famous Spiralator three-way rollover action. And a whole case of new Lux for all the family wash. A handsome matching set of fine TCA-approved Dominion luggage. And a gorgeous Electrohome console model combination three-speed radio phonograph. Our seven jackpot contestants have each picked a name from the Adams mailbox. Listen right now for your name. Mrs. E. Harcourt, 138 Bronville Avenue, Mount Dennis, Ontario. H.F. Guthrie, 775 Champagneur, Outremont, Quebec. Miss Florence Flynn, 126 King Street, Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island. Mrs. Young, 267 Linsmore, Crescent, East York, Ontario. Alphonse Chartrand, Box 103, Buckingham, Quebec. Mrs. G. McDonald, 12 Holly Avenue, Toronto, 8, Ontario, and Mr. Mike Lutek, 3031 Dudney Avenue, Regina, Saskatchewan. Good luck to all of you. Well, I'm not sure, but I think we got seven provinces out of ten among our winners That's tonight. right, Roy. Boy, that's really covering Canada. Now, while I check the answers to the jackpot questions, here is old man Lindsay to explain how to win our fabulous prizes, or other sensational jackpot, right from home. Simply write your name and address on any outer dentine label, chiclets window panel, or Adams gum wrapper or facsimile. That's all. Send as many separate entries as you like. To save postage, don't seal the envelope. And all you'll need is a two-cent stamp. And here's the address. Jot it down. Adams, take a chance. Toronto. If you are named and don't win a major prize... We'll send you a cash consolation prize and a big carton of chiclets anyway. And that's not all. We keep all consolation winning entries, and that goes for our French show too. And late in December, we'll pick one of them to win the car of the year. The 1951 Fashion Academy Award winner, Kaiser Fraser's beautiful new Henry J. There's never been a car like it. The Henry J with big car beauty, comfort, ruminous, Styling and convenience. Every feature full size. And economy, why, it'll give you up to 40 miles per gallon of gas. Full width doors, lounge luxury, full range vision, huge luggage space. In every way, the car of the year. The beautiful new Henry J by Kaiser Fraser. A car you'll drive with pride. And every prize on this program must be won. So play, take a chance, and win. Incidentally, all winners are sent a standard skill-testing question to answer by mail. Now, for tonight's jackpot. The jackpot question was, what is the circumference of the sun? 
And the correct answer is approximately 2,720,000, giving us a range, a 25% range, anywhere from 2,040,000 to 3,400,000, which is an ample range. The best answer, though, was an even 1 million submitted by Fred Thomas here in the studio, whose selection from the mail was Alphonse Chartrand, Box 103, Buckingham, Quebec. And Mr. Fred Thomas, for his answer, receives this magnificent basket of gladiolus and chrysanthemum from Toronto's leading club. Our people, the Arcade Flowers. Congratulations to you, sir. However, I'm sorry to say that answer wasn't, of course, within 25% of correct, and it doesn't qualify. I'm terribly sorry, Alphonse Chartrand over in Buckingham, Quebec, but we're going to send you a $10 bill as consolation and better luck next time. <laughs> for all you other listeners because all those must-be-won jackpot prizes are still there for you to win next week plus these additions. Listen. A streamlined new Necky electric sewing machine, the world's finest. The sewing machine that's sweeping the country. I don't know how a sewing machine can sweep the country, but it, it is. Simplicity itself to operate. The Necky has an automatic forward and backward stitching, special adjustment for darning or embroidery, a floating presser foot. It has self-releasing bobbin winder and exclusive ball-bearing oilers. The beautiful new Necky sewing machine complete with a full set of attachments. A genuine Necky guaranteed for life. A lovely 66-piece set of sovereign dinnerware in an exclusive new pattern by Canada's own sovereign pottery. Also, the wonderful new Silex Duo Electric Steam Iron, a lightweight, streamlined beauty that instantly converts from a dry iron to a steam iron, eliminates sprinkling or scorching. Listen to this. A handsome, genuine new Sunbeam Mix Master with the famous Sunbeam Mix Finder, bowl speed control and bowl lift beaters, complete with the electric juice extractor and the new automatic beater ejector that saves messy fingers. The Sunbeam Mix Master with hundreds of uses. Finally, a luxuriously and fully upholstered Swiv Rock Lounge Chair, created by the famous gold medal furniture manufacturers. Beautifully built for a lifetime of comfort. You can sit back, relax, or rock in this gold medal Swiv Rock Chair in complete safety, even swinging completely around it. The gold medal Swiv Rock Lounge Chair, designed for perfect comfort and utter relaxation. All those prizes added together now total $1,710. You can win them. Join in the fun by mail. Here's that contest address again. That contest address again is Adams, Take a Chance, Toronto. Next week, more facts, more fun, more prizes. Till then, this is the whole gang saying, wherever you live, from St. John's to Victoria, you'll find it fun to play... Take a Chance! know how good their chewing gum is? Need refreshment? Here's a hint. Chicklet. Dentist. Chicago Adam Dixon and Eddington presentation came to you over a coast-to-coast lineup of leading Canadian stations. Well, this is Oscar night, and I thought that to commemorate that, we should have a radio adaptation of a movie. Actually, in this case, the radio adaptation came first from October 20th, uh, 1941, the Toronto-born actor Walter Houston stars in All That Money Can Buy. DuPont, maker of better things for better living through chemistry, presents The Cavalcade of America. 
Tonight, RKO's great new motion picture, All That Money Can Buy, starring Edward Arnold, Walter Houston, James Craig, Jane Darwell, and Anne Shirley. All That Money Can Buy, from a story by Stephen Vincent Benet, entitled The Devil. <laughs> Good evening. And Daniel Webster. This evening, the DuPont Cavalcade of America presents a truly American screen masterpiece. Filmed by RKO, directed by William Dieterle, we hope you'll agree it's one of the finest pictures to come out of Hollywood in many years. Through special arrangement with the studio and the stars, we are able to present it tonight with the original screen players. Anne Shirley, Jane Darwell, James Craig, Walter Houston, and Edward Arnold. And now the lights are being dimmed as the curtain goes up on the first radio presentation of All That Money Can Buy. Tonight's play on the Cavalcade of America. This story begins in 1840, and most of it takes place in New Hampshire. One of the principal characters is a young farmer named Jabez Stone. He's one of the many debt-ridden, impoverished American farmers faced with the grim prospect of paying off a mortgage and nothing to pay it with. Oh, Mary. Mary, how are we ever going to pay off Miser Stevens' mortgage tomorrow? Maybe Miser Stevens will give us another extension. Not Miser Stevens. He's worse than the devil himself. Jabez, can't we give him some of the livestock in payment? No, consigner, we can't. If the pig hadn't have broken his leg and the horse come down with a colic, maybe we'd have been able to pay him. But now, I remember Pa used to say sometimes, when they were handing out hard luck, the farmers got there first. Yeah, here now, Jabez Stone. Are you on to your favorite subject again? Yes, it was, Ma. Huh. So what you're always calling hard luck? Well, we made New England out of it. That and codfish. What's ailing that dog, Jabez? I don't know. Well, make him keep quiet. Why should I? Let him howl if it makes him feel good. Consign it, he's better off than I am. Hush up, such talk, Jabez. I can't help it. I mean it, I tell you. I've had more than my share. Nothing ever goes right for me, nothing. Where are you going, Jabez? I'm going out to the barn, Mary. Maybe Stevens will take some seed in payment. But, Jabez, that seed's all we've got for the spring planting. I know it. But consign it, we've got to pay off Miser Stevens somehow, or we won't even have a farm. Quiet, Chip. What are you yelling about? Best seat in all New Hampshire, and I've got to give it to him. Down, Chip. Down, look out. Consign it. Dropped it. Dropped it in the mud. All of it, all the seed in the mud. I've had enough. Enough to make a man sell his soul to the devil, and I would, too, for about two cents. I guess nobody heard. I hope not. Good evening, neighbor Stone. Who are you? My name's Scratch. 
I often go by that name in New England. I, I don't want to have any business with you. <laughs> You've had a lot of bad luck these days. And yet it's all so unnecessary. A clever man like yourself, he can find money anywhere. Money to pay his bills, money for his wife and his children, money to be a rich man. All he needs is a friend to point it out to him. Like this, under that board. Gold. Gold. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Pick it up. Pick it up. Feel it in your hands. Gold. Gold coins. Yes. <laughs> so it is. Where did it come from? Oh, you know the old story. The Hessian wagon train was ambushed on its way to Saratoga. Some of the gold has been buried under your barn. Yes. Yes, why shouldn't yes, it? Of course. People forget. <laughs> or the man who knew about it died. Well, you know how these things happen. Gold. My gold. Yes, 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 yes. Your gold. Oh, Mr. Stone, there's just one little formality. I'd like your signature on this contract here. And when it's done, it's done for seven years. But it says I'm... I'm selling my soul. <laughs> well, why should that worry you? <laughs> A soul. Soul is nothing. Can you see it? Smell it? Touch it? No. <laughs> This soul, your soul, and nothing against seven years of good luck. All the money you can use. Think of it. Uh, sign right here, Mr. Stone. And if I do? All the gold's mine? Uh, that and more. For seven years, you shall have all that money can buy. All right. All right, I'll sign. <laughs> there. Excellent. A firm, fair signature, Mr. Stone. One that will last till doomsday. Allow me to congratulate you. You're going to be the wealthiest man in the country. <laughs> well, I'll be. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, indeed, but not now. <laughs> not for seven years. <laughs> thus, Farmer Jabez Stone sells his soul to the devil. And thus begins seven years of good fortune and prosperity in the new RKO motion picture, All That Money Can Buy. Brought to you this evening on the Cavalcade of America, sponsored by DuPont, makers of better things for through better living through chemistry. True to the devil's promise, J. Best Stone becomes one of the richest men in all New England. Everything he touches turns to gold. But in his lust for money, his greed and selfishness have turned his friends against him. Now, six years later, Jabez has mortgages on farms for miles around, with little mercy for those in his power. He has no time for old friends, not even Ma and Mary, who are more and more concerned about the change that has come over him. Now Jabez is a-building that big mansion on the hill. What for, I'd like to know. Now, Ma, Jabez is rich, and if he wants it, he can have it, I guess. I don't like it, but I've quit worrying about Jabez. Mary, I'm worried about you. What all this is doing to you? Well, you can just stop it. What's that? I said you should just stop worrying, because I've made up my mind. I'm going to have a talk with Daniel Webster. Now, Mary, let's talk about your affairs. You'll forgive an old lawyer's legal mind, but I don't think you ever once came to the point. And there is a point, isn't there? Why, yes, but it's hard to put into words, Mr. Webster. I can't really talk about it to Ma. 
She puts all the blame on Jabez, and I won't stand for that. You know, Mary, I've heard a lot of odd things about Jabez lately. It seems he's not making the right kind of name for himself. Mr. Webster, you mustn't believe all that people say. Oh, no, you don't have to defend him to me. <laughs> I've been called names myself. All I care about is Jabez. He was the first man I loved. He never used to care about money. We were poor as Job's turkey, and none of us minded. Now I've seen him drive the poor from the door, and we used to be poor ourselves. I've seen him hard and mean. I've heard him mock at the church bells, the bells that rang at our wedding. It isn't like him, Mr. Webster. It, it must be my fault somehow. My now, fault. Now, 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 Mary, Mary. You know, Mary, you've talked to me as you might have talked to your father. And I think he wants me to help you a little. You know, we sometimes feel that we're licked in this life. We weren't put here to be licked. No, sirree, don't you believe it. We sometimes feel that the shadows have got hold of us, the shadows of evil. But it's still up to us to fight. You know, Mary, I was just planning a little trip down your way, and maybe I could have a little talk with Jabez, huh? Oh, oh would you, Mr. Webster? I almost forgot to tell you that we're having a housewarming Saturday night. Could you come? Housewarming? Well, <laughs> yes, Mary, I think I'd better. Uh, I'll be there for your housewarming. <laughs> What's keeping my guests? Why don't they come? I don't know, Jabez. I'll show them what a real housewarming is. Folks didn't dream Jabez Stone could have a mansion like this. Where's Ma? She, she said she'd rather stay in the old house, Jabez. <laughs> I don't care. I thought you said Daniel Webster was coming. It'd be a fine thing if my guest of honor didn't show up. He said he'd be here, Jabez, so he will. Ah, oh, so they're finally here, eh? Never mind, I'll go to the door. Welcome, everybody. Oh, hello, Ma. Thought you said you weren't coming. I saw something just now, son. I thought you might like to know. What? I met Miser Stevens going down the road with that man named Scratch. What do you know about Scratch? Well, you see, son, I've lived a pretty long spell, and I know a lot of things that young folks don't always find out until, well, until it's too late. I guess Miser Stevens got his money in pretty bad ways, didn't he, Ma? I guess he did. Because it didn't profit him none. When a man gets his money in bad ways, son, when he sees the better course and takes the worst, then the devil's in his heart and that fixes him. And yet, and yet a man could change all that, couldn't he, Ma? Man can always change things. That's what makes him different from the barnyard critters. A man's got a soul, too. But if he loses it, he's worse off than the critters. Ma... Did Miser Stevens say anything? He said his time was up. What do you mean, Jabez? His time was up. Consign it, Ma. You ain't gonna spoil my house, woman, you with your fool notions. Mary! Mary, where are you? Here I am, Jabez. What is it? What's the matter? We're in a tarnation all my guests. Why don't they come? I don't know, Jabez. Unless Unless what? Someone said a lot of the folks were down talking to Mr. Webster. About those mortgages you hold over them. Oh, so that's it. You and Ma and Webster worked this out between you. You've told them not to come. Oh, Jabez. Oh, I see it now, all right. 
You didn't want me to have this house. You've never been satisfied since I came up in the world. Maybe you're not the kind of a wife a rich man ought to have. Ava Stone, don't you know what you're saying? Yes, I do. I won't listen to it anymore. Then don't. Don't. Get out of here, both of you. All right, son. We're going. Go on. Go back to the other house, the old place where you belong. I don't want to talk to either of you again. Where's everyone? What's happened? Oh, dear Lord, help me through this. Help me, Lord, and I'll... Can I be of any service, Mr. Stone? Where did you come from? Oh, 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 I've been around. This is your fault, Scratch. You promised me prosperity, happiness, love, money, friendship. Well, just, just a minute, neighbor Stone. I promised you money and all that money can buy. I don't recall any other obligations, but... Uh, Let's look at the contract, huh? This time of night. Someone's died. Mr. Stevens. Oh, but Stevens ain't dead. My ma saw him with you just a little while ago. Yeah, so he was. <laughs> yes, in the midst of life, one really hates to close these long-standing accounts. <laughs> but uh, business is business. Scratch. I'm through with you. Finish beginning right now. Oh, you're trying to break our contract, Mr. Stone. I still have a year. A year to make up everything. No, no, no. You're violating Clause 5 of our contract, refusing to continue our bargain until the date of expiration. I could collect right now if I chose. Not now. Not now. Let me make it up. Let me make it up. <laughs> Suddenly you seem quite desperate, Mr. Stone. You know, I'm a good-natured man. I'm always open to reason. With a little uh, security, I might grant an extension. Anything. Anything. You can have it all back, the money, the house, the new farm, my whole caboodle. Mm, I'm afraid that's hardly the sort of security I was thinking of. You see, there is that uh, promising little fellow, your son. My son? Yes, yes. I, I've had my eye on him for some time. I've taken quite a liking to the boy, neighbor Stone. Oh, no. Oh, no, not him. Not my son. I'd rather go with you now... Make us no matter what happens. <laughs> come, come, Mr. Stone. You're a little upset. It's not fair to bargain with you now. I tell you, I won't do it. I won't. I'll give you until midnight, Mr. Stone. Until midnight. But not one minute more. Scratch! Scratch, where are you? Oh, Lord. Lord, help me. Mary. Mary! Good evening, Jabez. Webster. Oh, Jabez. Oh, Mary. Mary, I didn't mean what I said. I know that. Mr. Webster, please, you've got to help me. You see, Mr. Webster, I told you he was in trouble. Oh, won't you help him? I'll tear up those mortgages. I'll do anything. Oh, now, that's better, Jabez. Then you'll do it? Yes, I'll take your case. I'd fight 10,000 devils to save a New Hampshire man. this where you said you closed the deal with him, Jabez? Yes, Mr. Webster. It's here where it all began, in the barn. I see. And this is where he'd like to collect, I suppose. Yes, at midnight. Mm-hmm. Well, how long do we have to wait? Not long. Not long now. Come in. 
Mr. Webster, I presume? Attorney of record for Jabez Stone. Might I ask your name? Uh, Scratch will do for the evening. Well, Mr. Stone, are you willing to give me your son in exchange for an extension of our contract? Never. Then, Mr. Webster, since there's no argument, I'll I'll take him along with me now. Uh, Not so fast, Mr. Scratch, not so fast. You'll not have this man. A man isn't property. Mr. Stone is an American citizen, and no American citizen may be forced into the service of a foreign prince. Foreign? Who calls me a foreigner? Well, I never heard of the devil. I mean, you're claiming American citizenship. (laughs) (laughs) And who with a better right? When the first wrong was done to the first Indian, I was there. When the first slaver put out for the Congo, I stood on the deck. Am I not still spoken of in every church in New England? (laughs) It's true, the North claims me for a Southerner, and the South for a Northerner, but I'm neither. (laughs) Tell the truth, Mr. Webster, though I don't like the most of it. My name is older in the country than yours. Then I stand on the Constitution and demand a trial for my client. You mean a jury trial? I do. (laughs) Very well. But uh, the case is hardly one for an ordinary jury. Let it be the quick or the dead. So it's an American judge and an American jury. The quick or the dead. You have said it. I will recall from the past 12 jurors, good and true. Coming up, up from the ground. Why, they're dead men. Ghosts out of the ground. You must pardon the leathery toughness of one or two, Mr. Webster. Uh, Dastards, liars, traitors, knaves. Why, this is monstrous. You, your jury, Mr. Webster. This is Captain Kidd. He killed men for gold. This is Simon Gertie, the renegade. He burned men for gold. Walter Butler of the Cherry Valley Massacre. And, of course, General Benedict Arnold. You remember him, no doubt. A jury of the damned. (laughs) Americans all. Oh, yes, uh, our presiding judge, Justice Haythorne, of the Salem witch trials who burned more innocent men at the stake than any other man in American history. Come up, Justice Haythorne. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. This trial of the Midnight Court of the State of New Hampshire in the county of Franklin is now in session. Justice Haythorne presiding... Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, the devil versus James Stone. Who appears for the plaintiff? I, Your Honor. And for the defendant? I. The prosecution will proceed. Your Honor, gentlemen of the jury, this case need not detain us long. It concerns one thing alone, namely, the transference, barter, and sale of a certain piece of property to wit his soul by James Stone. That transference, barter, or sale is attested by a deed. I offer that deed in evidence and mark it Exhibit A. I object. Objection denied. I shall now call Javis Stone to the witness stand. Javis Stone to the witness stand. Javis Stone, did you or did you not sign this document? Yes, I did. But you tricked me into it. You told me my soul was nothing, that I could forget all about my soul in exchange for money. Mm -hmm, But uh, this is your signature. You know darn well it is. <laughs> Gentlemen, the jury, the prosecution rests. Does the jury wish to consider the case? It appears they do not. Take your man, Mr. Scratch. I protest, Your Honor. I wish to cross-examine to prove there that... There will be no cross-examination in this court. You may speak if you like, but be brief. 
And let me warn you, Mr. Webster, if you speak and fail to convince us, then you too are doomed. Save yourself, Mr. Webster. Don't speak. Go on, go on, go on, Mr. Webster. Be still! Gentlemen of the jury, it is my privilege to be addressing a group of men I have long been acquainted with in song and story, but men I had never hoped to see. You are called upon tonight to judge a man named Jabez Stone. And what is his case? He sold his soul to the devil. Why? To make a shortcut in his life. To get rich quickly. The same deal all of you once made. You, Benedict Arnold, I speak to you because you're better known than all your other colleagues here. What a different song yours could have been. But for the lure of gold, you betrayed your country. I can go on and name you all. But there's no need of that. Why stir the wounds? I know they pain enough. All of you were fooled like Jabez Stone, but Jabez Stone found out in time. Now he is here tonight to save his soul. Gentlemen of the jury, I asked you to give Jabez Stone another chance to walk upon this earth among the trees, the growing corn and the smell of the grasses in the spring. What would you all give for another chance to see those things you must all remember and often long to touch again? For you were all men once. Clean American air was in your lungs and you breathed it deeply for it was free and blew across the earth you loved. These are common things I speak of. Small things. But they are good things. Yet without your soul they mean nothing. Without your soul they sicken. My worthy opponent, Mr. Scratch, has called you Americans all. And Mr. Scratch was right. But as Americans, you can't be on his side. You can't take the side of the oppressor. Gentlemen of the jury, don't let this country go to the devil. Free Jabez Stone. God save the United States and the men who made us free. The jury will consider it better. The jury finds for the defendant. Mr. Stone, I congratulate you. You're free. Oh, Mr. Webster. Oh, that's all right, my boy. And as for you, Mr. Scratch, if I ever become the president of you? the United States... <laughs> you! You'll never be president. I'll see to that. <laughs> that one. But let's see. Now, who's going to be next on my list? Anderson? Brown? No. Cohen? McManus? Taylor? No, 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 no. Hmm. Now, you out there, listening tonight. That's right. <laughs> Maybe it's going to be you. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you, Edward Arnold, Walter Houston, James Craig, Jane Darwell, and Ann Shirley for your grand performances. In just a moment, we want to introduce you all personally to our radio audience. But first, Gain Whitman has a word of interest to us all. And now, our all-star cast is returning to the microphone. Perhaps first, I should introduce the dev... Uh, that is, Walter Houston. Mm -hmm. By the way, my boy, can I interest you in a little business arrangement? Help, Mr. Webster. <laughs> now, now, Walter, the show is over. We're just playing Walter Houston and Edward Arnold. Uh, seriously, however, we here in Hollywood are very happy to have had the DuPont uh, cavalcade with us. We have a very high regard for cavalcade and a real appreciation of the many things the DuPont uh, company gives us for better living. That goes for all of us, Edward. And now, may I ask a question? By all means, Jane. Well, the children and I, I mean James Craig and Anne Shirley here, <laughs> by this time it seems like they were my own kith and kin. Now, Ma, that's taking on a lot of territory, but I tell you right now, we both like it. <laughs> we certainly do, Ma. But what we'd like to know is, what's going to be on Cavalcade next week? All right, Walter, you know all about that. Suppose you tell us. Well, next week, the Cavalcade of America will present a play based on a new best-selling book, Captain Paul. It's the story of that great American hero of the seas, John Paul Jones. Starting in the title role will be our good friend, Claude Rains. With a story like Captain Paul and Claude Rains as the star, I can assure you it will be a good show. Thank you. Tonight's story from RKO's great motion picture, All That Money Can Buy, was written especially for The Cavalcade of America by Howard Teichman and Robert L. Richards. The orchestra and original musical score were composed and directed by Robert Armbruster. Remember, next week, the DuPont Cavalcade of America, starring Claude Rains in Captain Paul, the thrilling story of that American hero of the high seas, John Paul Jones. On the Cavalcade of America, your announcer is John Heaston, sending best wishes from DuPont. This is the Red Network of the National Broadcasting Company. That's all the time we have, so have yourself a good week, and we'll see you next time. Bye for now. If you've enjoyed the shows you've heard during the past hour, be sure to tune in again next week, same time, same station, when once again, we'll listen to programs that are remembered today thanks to the involvement of Canadians in old-time radio. This is Devin Wilkins speaking.